It's eight o'clock in Yerushalayim. This is Chaim Bravener, the Rosh Yeshiva, the Web Yeshiva. We're going to learn a little bit about the parsha of Kitisa. I'm not going to learn the part of the parsha that most people think about, uh, but we're going to learn about Betzalel. Betzalel was appointed by God to build the Mishkan. And this is presented in the parish of Kitisa in the following way. I hope you're looking at the at the text. I lost uh, you see, Ezra, when you do it, I lose the the pointers. Okay, you should be able to see it now. This is the last correction. I mean, you know, technology is not simple. Certainly not for me. Am I going to see it? Yeah, okay. it's on the right hand side. Well, I don't see it yet. I don't see it yet. So the psukim in the parasha of Kit that refer to the appointing of Betzalel to do a kind of a pretty regular kind of job, right? A pretty regular kind of job. His job is to build something. I mean, there are a lot of people who build things and, uh, and some of them do it very well, but the Pesukim that we're referring to by the Be'er Hashem and Moshe Le'mor's Pesuk Aleph. So the communication from God goes to Moshe Rabbeinu, right? Re'ei, re'ei. God says, look carefully. I mean, these kinds of words, which are not really necessary. I mean, what, why does God have to say re'ei? Behold, take note of. Anything God says is worthy of beholding, of taking note of. Karati B'Shem, I call out the name. What do you mean the name? Why do I have to know the name? You see, when they build buildings in Yerushalayim, they put up the names of everybody who had anything to do with planning and executing. And uh, those names are never remembered. Who knows who built the buildings here and there? They're, they're just temporary signs that come down. Re'e Karati B'Shem B'Tzalel. And to heighten his importance, then Uri ben Yehuda. I'm not talking about the fact that he was the grandson of Chul. Uh, that might be like good for Yichus, like good for the Shidduch. But but when you say B'tzalel ben Uri ben Chul, you go back three generations. The three generations. Uh, that that's important. Not everybody gets that kind of of. Uh, Listing, he's a really an important person. He's very important. Moshe is just Moshe, and Betzalel is Ben Uri Ben Chul Matei Yehuda. Pasuk Gimel, Vamalei Oto Ruach Elokim B'Chavav Tuna B'Dat B'Kol Melacha. Wow. Vamalei Oto. God says to Moshe Rabbeinu, I will fill him up. I mean, you could say whatever you want, but this is certainly a compliment. It's certainly something special. Right? Something special. I will fill him. I will fill him more than anybody else. Ruach Elohim. Ruach. The Spirit of God. Wow. It sounds even better than prophecy. And then he'll have also Chochmah and Tebuna and Vedat. And these are words that could be seen as synonyms and could be extraordinary, extraordinary things. Uvedat, Uvechomelacha. So it sounds like the Melacha that Betzalel is known for, is good at, is able to kind of apply to the building of the Mishkan, that also comes from God. 
It starts thinking, you start thinking. Well, why, why couldn't Moshe Rabbeinu do that? If it's not a talent that Bitzalel had that was developed over time, uh, I mean, it says, something new, a startling kind of result of human enterprise. I mean, this Bitzalel sounds like a really great guy. Re'eh, karate b'shem, I'm, I'm singling him out, I'm giving him a name, I'm telling you who he is. He's not a regular person. So how did he get to be that way? We understand about Moshe Rabbeinu, how he got to be that way. He suffered as a leader. He executed things that no one else could possibly have done. He achieved some sort of atonement for B'nai Yisrael after the Cheta Egel, after the golden calf was built. All of these things were done by Moshe Rabbeinu and here he not giving the opportunity to build to build the Mishkan. I mean, he could be like anybody, any, any, any Kablan. Kablan, you know, you're saying Moshe built the building. Did he build the building? Does he know how to put Palato down on the floor, on the, on the floor in the in the apartment? He doesn't know any of those things. He knows how to hire somebody to do this and hire somebody to do that. And that's perfectly reasonable. Perfectly reasonable. And furthermore, Pasuk Dalit says, He's able to think things through, to be able to figure out how to do it. Gold and silver, there's a lot of gold and silver in the Mishkan and the Big Day Kuhuna. Look at the Rashi. Look at the Rashi. Karati Vashem, I called out the name of Bitsala ben Uri ben Chur, Masot Melakti, God says. I want him to do my work. Who is that? Bitsala. Then Rashi goes on to explain these words, Chokhmah. What is Chokhmah? Mashadam Shomeh Machirim Vilamed. Chokhmah is what you learn, regular kind of learning. You hear somebody teaching something or speaking about something and you learn it. Tvuna Mevin Davar Belibo, Mitoch Dvarim She Lamadak. He has things that he figured out on his own. He learned certain things and he figured out other things. And with that, Ruach HaKodesh, that is Ruach HaKodesh. And this is what Bitzalel, he's walking around, he has Ruach HaKodesh and he's a prophet. Pasuk Dalit, Lachachov Machshavot, Arigat Masechoshevit says it doesn't not a special kind of ability to think, but it's knowledge about how to make woven woven op objects. Let's go back to the Psukim Pasuk Pasuk Hey Pasuk Hey Becharoshet Evan. Right, how to work with precious stones, how to put them into a setting, a wooden setting, a metal setting. Right? Pasuk Zion, for example, Zion. At Oel Moed, the Oel Moed, where the Aron Kodesh was kept. And the Aron, La'idut, the Aron, which will be the place of a dut, of witnessing, witnessing, the, the, who remind us of the great things that happened in the history of Isaac Kaporet, Asher Alavet, Kol Kaleha O Kaporet on the Aron Kodesh. I mean, everything. I mean, what's the Aron? The Aron is the place where you put the Sefer Torah, where you put the Luchot that were broken, the Luchot, the Luchot that Moshe Rabbeinu brought down from Har Sinai. 
It became the 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 the, the model of Torah. That's the Torah that was received at Har Sinai and written in Har Sinai. Wouldn't you think that Moshe Rabbeinu would be the one who built that Aaron? No, no. That's also going to be. It's going to be. Okay, uh, Avram Grossbaum wants to annotate. Fine. Who should annotate? I could annotate. Oh. Okay, so in other words, you have this problem, I think. You have this problem. So, who is Bitzalev? And why do we need him? Couldn't Moshe Rabbeinu, who heard the Torah of the Parshiyot of Truma and Tetzaveh, and we usually say that Truma and Tetzaveh was Moshe Rabbeinu learning the Torah of the Mishkan and the Big Day Kahuna. That's Moshe Rabbeinu. He learned it from directly from HaKadosh Baruch Hu. So he learned it from, directly from HaKadosh Baruch Hu. Why wasn't he given the honor of building the Mishkan? He could have hired Bitzalel at Aliyah if they were really the most appropriate ones for a certain kind of labor. Here, Rashi and Pasuk Zion. Rashi Pasuk Zion. One second. Right. Who brought the Luchot Aidut? Who deserved to? And, 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 and I would say also that Moshe Rabbeinu already built it our own before he went up the second time on the, on the mountain, the end of Parashat Kitisa. You look into it. Moshe Rabbeinu built an Aron. It was He knew that he would come down from the mountain with our with luchot, with tablets. And he'd have to put these tablets someplace. Of course, the Mishkan was not yet built. So he prepared an Aron. He was able to prepare that Aron. Why couldn't he prepare the Aron for the Mishkan? There's something here that strikes me as so odd. Okay, so all of this was done by Bitzala. Big day, Hakohen. Big day, Hasrad. Big day, Hakodesh. Everything was done by Bitzala. One second. Uh, Ezra, I can't turn the page either because I can't. You click on the arrow, the down arrow, where it says like next to two five. Put the arrow where? There's a down arrow next to the two, on page two. This two slash quit. five. I can't get it. Where on page two? I don't have an arrow. I have a. I have something else. But I can't. I can't move. I can't move it. Oh, one second. What's this? What's that? Nothing. Nothing. Rabbi Bravender, do you see above your name on the screen? It says Harav Chaim Bravender. Yeah. You see it on the page. Yes. Above that and to the left, you see where it says two slash five? Right. Next to the two, you see a down arrow? No. Yes, right to the left of the number two. Right there, right? You're almost there. Click there. Yeah. yeah. Click. Okay, great. Oh. Great. Okay. A thousand, uh, no, I'm sorry, I gotta click again, I think.
All right, these psukim are from the parish of Ayakel. And they, they, they repeat the same idea, except that it may be that Oliav is kind of placed in a better position. Again, it's not with Salev and Oliav who knew how to do the things they had to do in the Beit HaMikdash. You know, the emphasis in the Pasuk, the simple emphasis in the Pasuk is that God told Betzalel what to do. It's because God told him what to do that he was able to do it. And so the Pasuk says, Moshe Rabbeinu called out to Bitzalel and Eliab and all the others who knew how to do something. Now you could say that Hashem Natan Hashem is is like a, a style, a stylistic. It, it was if somebody does something good, and if somebody that, that good thing is even the Mishkan, the 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 kind of the temple of that of of the time in the desert. That's the Mishkan. So that's called that's called Chachma Hashem Chachma Belibo. That's what it's called. But maybe not. Maybe it means that that God actually gave them the real support they needed in order to make something so special. Pasuk Gimel. So again, he was sort of like the controller, the state controller, the money that came in that they were collecting or to build the Mishkan, Moshe Rabbeinu was in charge of that. But he was not in charge of building the Mishkan. He was not at all. And that's what it says in the Pasuk. And there's several other things that happened in terms of Moshe Rabbeinu being the, 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 uh, Moshe Rabbeinu was the controller. He was in charge of the finances. Betzalel was in charge of building the Mishkan. Two other psukim, also in Vayakel, in the next in next week's parsha, not this week itiso, but next week's parsha, Betzalel ben Uri ben Chur again. This is called this is called a special mention. Moshe, he did it all. In other words, somehow Moshe Rabbeinu retained the, the information about the Mishkan, but he was not able to effectively build the Mishkan. That was given over to B'Tzalel, and then to B'Tzalel Aliyah. V'ito, the Pasuk says, Pasuk Kav Gimel, Ito Aliyah ben Echisavach l'matei Dan. He was with him. He gets parallel billing. He knew how to do all of these things, how to work with linens and cloths and weaving and, and, and all of that kind of stuff. We needed him. We needed him. So the point that I'm making again and again is that Moshe Rabbeinu apparently couldn't do any of that. Couldn't do it. I want to learn, I want to learn 
the Medrash. Okay, one second. The Medrash, where's the Medrash? It's on page five. Oh, I got it, I got it. Here we are, Bamidba Raba, the Medrash, Parashat Balotcha, Parashat Tetvav, numbered, numbered Jews. You see this? Like, let's do it together. Let's do it together. Rabbi Levi Barabi Omer. Menorah. He's, he's supposed to tell us something about the menorah, about the menorah that was built for the Mishkan. Menorah Tehorah Yardah Minashamayim. I don't know what a Tehorah menorah is, right? It was not, it was not in any way defiled. Well, of course, it came down from heaven. Came down from heaven. Here's Moshe Rabbeinu standing there. Shamalo Kodesh Bochu le Moshe. Kodesh Bochu said to Moshe Rabbeinu, now we have Moshe Rabbeinu in the Medrash. Vasita menorat sahav tahor. Make a menorah. Make it out of gold. Make sure that the gold is somehow tahor, which might mean pure of other kinds of elements, other kinds of metals. Vishachach maaseha. He Moshe Rabbeinu. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Amarlo. So Moshe Rabbeinu said, well, how are we supposed to make this menorah? Like he just couldn't figure it out. Amarlo miksha Make it out of a, like one solid piece. One solid piece. Moshe. Became means even though HaKadosh Baruch showed him what it looks like exactly, he still couldn't figure out how to do it. He came down from Har Sinai and he forgot how to do it. Moshe went up again and he said to God, Ketzad Nase Ota. How are we going to make? How do we make it? How do we make this menorah? Now, the menorah is part of Ketzad Nase Ota. It's part of the Mishkan. Amarlo Miksha Taitateyase Ha Menorah. Make it out of one piece. He found it difficult. He went down from the mountain and he forgot how to make the menorah. Allah shachakti ota. I forgot how to do it. So HaKadosh Baruch showed Moshe what the menorah is supposed to look like. What the menorah is supposed to look like. Furthermore, he still found it difficult. Take a look and then do what you see. Until in heaven, they took a fiery menorah. Her Allah Asiyata, Her Allah Asiyata. Why that helps that it's made out of fire, I don't know. But again, it was like to shock Moshe Rabbeinu. Don't forget that this is how you make the menorah. In spite of all of that, Moshe Rabbeinu found it difficult. Here's Moshe Rabbeinu in the Medrash. He's failing the test. What's the test? To remember what the menorah looks like. He couldn't remember what the menorah looks like. And why was it that that Baruch showed him a menorah shall ish? What does that mean? 
I just saw him a regular menorah again and again. Sooner or later, he'll remember it. Go over to Betzalel. He went and he said to Betzalel, look, I need somebody to make a menorah. So Betzalel made it in a second. He understood it right away. It he was amazed. And he said, I need cover He says, after all, God showed me the menorah several times and I wasn't able to do it. I'm not able to do it, but you, you just looked or you thought about it, midatcha. You see those words? The dat that HaKadosh Baruch gave to B'Tzalel was used in order to build the menorah, which would prove itself to be too difficult to move for Moshe Rabbeinu. B'Tzalel, B'Tzel Kel Hayita. So the Gemara says, the Medrash says, why are you called Betzalel? Because you are in the shadow of HaKadosh Baruch Hu. It was you're very close to HaKadosh Baruch Hu. Betzalel el hayita omeid. Kisheher ali HaKadosh Baruch Hu asiyata. Sheher ali HaKadosh Baruch Hu asiyata. God showed me how to make it a refika. Kishecharei beit hamidash. There's an add-on. The menorah was hidden away. I guess it means because it was not such an easy thing to make. Moshe Rabbeinu couldn't make it. Moshe Rabbeinu couldn't make it, but Salah had to make it from his dot, from his understanding, his knowledge, his insight. So they took the menorah and they hid it away. This is a different topic, but we'll just finish reading the section. Right to Hamisha Dvarim Shinignas Aaron, Vabnorava, Eishwe, Rocha Kodesh, Vakruvim. These are the five things that Nignizu, which we get to talk about on another occasion. Ukshe Yashuva Kodesh Bochu, Rachamav, Vivne Beethoven, Echalohu, Machziran, Limkomo. So we just think about the menorah. Moshe Rabbeinu couldn't build a menorah. For some reason, because if he would have built the menorah, something bad would have happened. The bad thing that would happen would be that the menorah that Moshe Rabbeinu would build would not be available for the next Beit Hamikdash that will be built. Right? So he says, uh, and God rebuilds the Beit Hamikdash, who machziran these five things, amongst them the menorah, Lim Koman. Everybody's going to be happy. It says in the in the in the puzzle. So we get a kind of a different slant on things from reading this medrash. Moshe Rabbeinu couldn't do it. Moshe Rabbeinu couldn't do it. And so Betzala was chosen. But that doesn't help us to understand. If Moshe Rabbeinu couldn't do it, how did Betzala do it? I mean, what schuyot, what was it that Betzala had that Moshe Rabbeinu didn't have? I mean, I understand. Moshe Rabbeinu didn't know how to make the menorah. I understand. But Betzala, how did he know how to make the menorah? God showed God showed uh, uh, Moshe Rabbeinu several times what the menorah would look like, and Moshe Rabbeinu couldn't cop it. I find that a little amazing. But beyond that, in the story that we just read from the Medrash, Hakadosh Baruch said to Moshe Rabbeinu, "Okay, you don't get it. Here's a 
fiery menorah, right? A menorah of fire. So a menorah of fire, he is going to understand how to build it. I mean, after all, uh, fire, you don't see the hard edges. You don't see one part starts and the other part ends. I mean, it's the fire. Not that we know exactly what it looked like, but the idea that the fiery menorah might be clarified doesn't quite make it for me. Don't understand. And it comes from the thought if he showed him a menorah out of fire that he would then, yes, understand. Yeah, Moshe Rabbeinu had some kind of a problem. Why would that problem be alleviated by a fiery menorah? So let's look. Let's look at the a thousand years later. A thousand years later. The Hamek Davar. Here it is. You see Hamek Davar Shvot Berk Laban Aleph Pasuk Bet. Re'ei Karatuzim. The Hamek Davar. The Nitziv. The Rosh Yeshiva in Volozhin. The last Rosh Yeshiva in Volozhin. He gave a shear in Chumash every morning in the yeshiva. And that shear in Chumash turned into his, you know, extensive commentary on the Chumash called Ha'amek Davar, look into the matter. He believed in looking into the matter. Always interesting and incisive. Very good connection to Pshat. But the words, the words mean something to him. And look at how he starts. He said, Vyabshat Mashmaud Re'ei. So he says, what's the word Re'ei? Remember we said that at the beginning? What's the word Re'ei doing there? What does is, what is God say to Moshe? Take a look or take note or be aware. What is all of that? It's like Torah. But Moshe Rabbeinu received the whole Torah. It doesn't say Re'ei every time God tells them, tells him to teach a mitzvah. You should think about it, Bonain, on the goodness, which I, Akadish Bochu, am doing now. You won't have to look. You won't have to be the B'nai Lavodah. You won't have to find artisans that can do this kind of work and that kind of work. All kinds of different skills. One person knows how to put in a balata. Another person knows how to put in an electric wire. And a third person knows how to do uh, other kinds of things to paint. Every 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 person that you bring to work on a project has to be sought out and found and, and they have to make a deal with him. I called out the name of one artisan. He can do everything. And he will watch over all of the various artisans that you have to bring to this uh, point. Well, well, that's interesting. It sounds like from the from the Hamek uh, Davar. It sounds like Moshe Rabbeinu is really in charge. And so Moshe Rabbeinu said to everybody, "Look at this. Look what's happening. Right over the Chilta." Is the Medrash Halacha on Shmot. Parshat Bishalach, Ala Pasuk Reuki Hashem Natan Lachem, Hashabbat. Take a look, be careful. God gave you the Shabbat. So Reu there means he's a Haru. Be careful. But Shabbat. Vinir Ed Zeu Kavanat Reu Khan. And here the word Reu means the same thing. Take a good look at how much effort has to be made in the Mishkan. 
palkin shel melech. It's not like a a regular kind of an armon. Karton shel melech. Shehu chol. After all, that building, that castle that you're building for the king, is chol. It, it's it's not sacred. It's irregular. It's it's a regular place. Whoever wants to improve or make sure that the the job is going to be done properly, so he can do it. But you can't say that about the Mishkan. The Yeshbo Davar Segula, the Mishkan is Kodesh. And it's, uh, you can't just take anybody to do the job. It's like Torah that could only be given by Moshe Rabbeinu. In, in other words, he's trying to explain why HaKadosh Baruch Hu had to pick B'Tzalel. Why couldn't Moshe Rabbeinu pick? Just ask around. Ask your friends, Moshe Rabbeinu. Ask the tax collector, ask the, ask the barber, who's good at this and who's good at that? He says, no, that's what you would do if it was a binyan shel chol, if it was a regular building, something that you built for the king. But this is not that kind of building. Avalokena mishkan, right, five lines from the bottom. Avalokena mishkan, shehu kodesh, v'yeshvo sigula, it's very special. So only special people can do it. And the Torah could only be given by Moshe Rabbeinu. Betzal is the only one who could do it. And that's why God had to point to him, point him out. And Moshe Rabbeinu understood that. Moshe Rabbeinu knew that he, on the level of, of uh, I don't know, on the, on the level of making things, he had to defer to B'Tzalel. Not because he was always this great artisan. But now it happened that Betzalel was created. He was he was he was not Betzalel before. He just now became Betzalel. This is the kuntz of the of the Hamek uh, Hamek Dover. El al yedei Betzalel v'lo mishum sheyat chila oman gadol. He wasn't a great artisan. He Betzalel. Ela shachadish bochum beleota oto. He became, he, Moshe Rabbeinu, Rambetzalel, I'm sorry, he, he was filled with the knowledge that was necessary in order to build the Mishkan. And so what does Reu mean? It's something new. Take a look. There's a new invention in the world. That invention's name is Betzalel. Yesterday, Betzalel was, was an artisan. He was the kind of person who could build a building. He could he was a carpenter, he was an electrician, he was a painter, he was all of those things. But he wasn't yet really worthy of building the Mishkan. To build the Mishkan, you need somebody designated by God. God had to designate the person who built the Mishkan. But, you know, I say to the Nazim, I mean, I'm thankful to the, for the distinction that the Nazim makes of this idea that he, that he created. He actually created this idea. He said it's not that B'Tzalel was worthy, it's that B'Tzalel was created. 
he's creating not, not the, the body of the Tzala, right? not even the old knowledge of the Tzala, but the new information and the new understanding that was necessary in order for Tzala to build the Mishkan, to actually build the Mishkan, that was created right there. Re'ei karasi b'shem. HaKadosh Baruch says to Moshe Rabbeinu, you see Pasuk Bet? Re'ei karati b'shem. I, HaKadosh Baruch have created this person. And therefore I call him B'tzalel ben Uri ben Chur lematei Yehuda because he's a new person. He's something new. So I still don't understand. Why couldn't all of this be incorporated into Moshe Rabbeinu. Why couldn't Moshe Rabbeinu get this extra, extra kind of insight, understanding? Why is it that Moshe Rabbeinu couldn't figure out how to build the menorah according to the Medrash? How is it that Moshe Rabbeinu looked at the menorah of fire and, and nothing. It didn't. It didn't click in with him. It didn't click in with him. And then Akharish Baruch said, "Oh, we're going to create the person who can do it, who can build the Mishkan. His name is Bitzala, Ben Uri Ben Chur, and that person is going to be able to do what Moshe Rabbeinu can't do. What Moshe Rabbeinu can't do. So I noted. I noticed, and I noted." The pre-tzaddik in the beginning of uh, Bamidba, the pre-tzaddik, as you know, was a Hasidic Rebbe from a certain kind of chain of Rebbeim, and he was very prolific. I've often said that the pre-tzaddik, our muscle was that the pre-tzaddik in Lublin did not have many Hasidim. But it enabled him and gave him the time to write copiously on all sorts of topics, all sorts of things. And uh, he his writings were noticed by other greats. In fact, they say that uh, the people who say things like that said that Rav Kook was tremendously influenced by the pre so the Pritzadik has something to say about all of this as well. The Pritzadik says, I didn't put it on the sheet, but I'll just I'll just read it to you. I'll read it to you. Zayn Yan Shemosha Rabbeinu Levi Madrigato Shatorasha Baupeshalo Shechidesh Mipilpolo. He says, You know that Moshe Rabbeinu was the greatest Torah scholar of all time. And all the insights that have come up over the generations from the time of Moshe Rabbeinu till our time actually today, 3,000 years, more than 3,000 years, 3,500 years. came Sinai, everything, Moshe Rabbeinu knew everything and therefore everything came from Sinai. So Moshe Rabbeinu, he's a special person. And as the pre-tzaddik explains, it wasn't just more of the same. He was the creator of the Torah Shabbat of all the generations. Shechidesh mi pilpulo ayakan meforash l'nek He understood that everything that he thought about that was connected to Torah was part of what God gave us at Sinai. He didn't need, he didn't need a Mishkan. He didn't need an Aron. I mean, you have to remember that in the desert, the Mishkan, the tabernacle, the Aron, was where Moshe Rabbeinu received the Torah that he gave over to the people, a Torah that he knew already, but he he received also the spacing of the words on the on the uh, parchment. I mean, it it was the way the Torah looks to us, but he already knew that Torah. Sharon, shu bechinat Torah shabal 
היה גם כן עצמו כמו תורה שבכתב. ‫ופור משה רבינו, ‫there was no difference ‫between תורה שבכתב ותורה שבעל פה. ‫הוא לא צריך לדעת. ‫הוא לא צריך לדעת. ‫כשהוא נכנס מהמאונטן ‫בשנייה פעם, ‫הוא נכנס בשנייה ‫הלוחות, הטאבלט, ‫שהקדוש ברוך הוא היה פאשן עבורם. ‫אני אומר, הוא בנה, ‫הוא מנהל את הטאבלט, ‫והקדוש ברוך הוא פאשן אותם, ‫אבל איפה היה התורה שבעל פה? ‫הוא היה כל הכסף. ‫הוא היה את הכל עבורם, ‫עבור משה רבינו. Moshe Rabbeinu, Torah Shabbal Peh was like Torah Shabbal We understand that Torah Shabbal Peh is very often something we have to figure out. We have to try to understand it. That's what the Gemara, the, the, what the Gemara shows us and leads us in that direction, Torah Shabbal Peh. But for Moshe Rabbeinu, there was no distinction between the Aron and the Mishkan. all the Torah was the same. It was like all Torah it was it was etched into his mind like the Ten Commandments were etched into the tablets. מחדשים מדעתם כנ"ל. So that as far as Moshe Rabbeinu was concerned, as far as Moshe Rabbeinu was concerned, emphasizing that Torah Shaval Peh was something that you had to figure out, something that you had to ask permission from HaKadosh Baruch Hu. something that had to be clarified. All of that was not possible for Moshe Rabbeinu. For him, it was all etched in stone. It was absolutely, absolutely correct. So if the, if the, the Mishkan was the seat of the Torah, it's somehow the Torah Shemichtab and the explanation of Torah Shemal Peh, That distinction maintained, that distinction maintained is what the Mishkan also represented. The Mishkan represented that there was a place where there was Torah Shemitzav and then there was the, the, the received Torah. which included the Torah Shaval Peh that Moshe Rabbeinu taught the people. But he, Moshe Rabbeinu, did not need that distinction between Torah Shavichtab and Torah Shaval Peh. In some way, Moshe Rabbeinu knew what the Torah Shavichtab meant, and that's Torah Shaval Peh. Moshe Rabbeinu knew all of that. So he was a unique kind of a personality. He was a unique personality and, and the only thing that he could build would be what he was. The only thing he could build was the, the place that he knew about. And the place that he knew about was Har Sinai and for him Har Sinai is the no distinction between Torah Shemichtab and Torah Shemichtab. And therefore in this odd way Moshe Rabbeinu was not worthy because he was too far advanced, so to speak. He was way out of the weight class for building a little building that would be the seat of Torah Peh and Torah Mikhtar. For Moshe Rabbeinu, that distinction did not exist and therefore he wasn't worthy. He wasn't worthy. So though they are sort of contemporaries, the Nitziv and And the pre-tzaddik. Of course, the Nitziva, Rosh Yeshiva, in the leading yeshiva of his day. And the pre-tzaddik, a scion of Hasidic thinking. Very serious, very serious Hasidic thinker.
So for the Nitziv, the appointment of Betzalel was like the creation of Betzalel. Because the building that Betzalel went to build had never been built before. The Nitziv does not answer the question of why couldn't Moshe Rabbeinu do that? Although you're all invited to give it a try. The Pritzadik says that Moshe Rabbeinu was in a different world. He was in a world where all of the Torah was clear, where the Torah Shaval Peh, the Torah Shaval was as clear as the Torah Shabbat. And since the Mishkan was dedicated to the clarification of Torah Shabbat, Al Yedei Torah Shaval Peh, since that clarification was necessary, it does not behoove Moshe Rabbeinu to build the Mishkan, because the Mishkan represents a world that he is gone from. He's left it. He's left that world. And so we have to get somebody else. And at this point, we can put the interpretation of the Nesiv together with the interpretation of the Pritzadik, although I'm not sure that either of them would like that, but you could do it. The Nesiv said, even, even the building of the Mishkan, which could not be done by Moshe Rabbeinu for the reasons that the Pritzadik said, but the building of the Mishkan itself was an undertaking that no one was really able to, to do unless he would be created specifically for that purpose. And that's what HaKadosh Baruch Hu did according to the Tziv in his, in his comment. Okay, have a good Shabbos. All the best. Be well. Robert, do you want me to end the meeting?